0: Are you underutilizing one of the most powerful restaurant marketing tools on the planet? What do 92 million monthly Yelp searchers see when they land on your page? Is your content accurate and attention-grabbing? Are you using every conversion tool possible to set yourself apart? Yelp is here to help. Go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash profile to sign up for a one-on-one with a specialist that will review your Yelp page and share tips to help you stand out. Again, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash profile to supercharge your Yelp page today. Welcome to Restaurant Marketing School. I'm Josh Kopel, a Michelin rated restaurateur. Together with the team from Topia, we're unpacking the tools and tactics used by million dollar marketing agencies to help you grow your restaurant. Join us daily to get a marketing tip you can use in your restaurant today.
1: Today, we're talking about fighting complacency in your restaurant. So I think everybody gets into a routine, right? Sometimes we go through the motions and I equate the restaurant sometimes is the worst game of telephone ever. You guys remember playing that game? You know, I'll start and say a phrase and then it ends up being something completely different at the end. So the message that you start with and how clear and succinct that your message to start with, it's only going to get worse as it goes down the line. So the more you mumble, the worse your staff's going to execute it. Okay. So I think the place you got to start to fight complacency is remember your passion. Remember why you got into this business. Remember why you started doing this. Don't lose that. Figure out ways to keep reminding yourself. Paul Saginaw had a great practice that he said, you know, whenever I get in a bad mood, I either go down and I talk to my employees or I go talk to my customers. And he said, it always got me excited again. And he said, if there's ever a point where you're doing either of those two things and you're not excited, get out this isn't the business for you. You know Maybe I mean? You've lost it somewhere. Yeah, And
2: that's what got started in the business in the first place. And then all of a sudden, the operations aspect attracts you.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. So, so find that passion, keep the passion. We've talked about this in a previous episode and then season was discipline equals freedom. It seems counterintuitive, but they do reside right next to each other. So if you were looking to have free time, you can't be undisciplined with your time. If you're looking for financial freedom, you can't be undisciplined with your money. You know, I mean, if you're looking for freedom from stress, you, you have to have some discipline towards stress management. So I think that that also helps to have that kind of mindset as you're going through because that'll battle that complacency that you may feel. And because, again, we've talked about effort. We talked about p- having a plan. These things all feed into each other because at the end of the day, like this is a chaotic, busy, hard business to run a restaurant. So you've got to work at these kind of things to make sure that you don't fall into that rut. Take responsibility. I think it's a huge one. While that sounds amazing, most people don't take responsibility. They don't have self-awareness to say, this could have been better if I would have done this, or how are you reflecting on that? Perceptions, reality, as we've talked about. So self-improvement I think is critical because all those improvements you make personally will translate into your business success. They're not mutually exclusive. And then have proper training and recalibration. Your employees, they should know the expectations and procedures. There's many times you want them to achieve what we call the brand standard. But what is your brand standard? Do you have a brand standard? We have a great customer of ours that during the pandemic, they were using third-party delivery, having some success, but they decided third-party delivery does not get them to their brand standard. They want their employees delivering food. So they created their own delivery system and developed software and put a bunch of time and energy and money into doing that themselves so that they could control what that end customer received, whether it be the way it was delivered, the way it was handled, everything from start to finish. They controlled that. And and that was what he said. He said, I want to make sure I control the brand standard all the way to the house. That's the
2: thing. like You can't deviate away from your brand standard, in my opinion, especially more difficultly when money's the trade-off, right? Because it's so hard to make that assertion and say money's not important right now. My brand standard is because I'm going to play the long play on this
3: I think one thing that the opposite of complacency is enthusiasm. And once you become complacent, even if you're doing okay, you're making money, but you're complacent and you're just, you're not feeling it because you lost the enthusiasm. You really need to reevaluate, relook at it and make sure that you're training up your people to have that enthusiasm. It's one of the things Josh said this month in a prior episode. It really resonated with me and I've been thinking a lot about it is just that employee interaction with the customer has to have a ton of enthusiasm because that's going to resonate and increase your brand standard, increase everything that is your operation is
2: enthusiasm. And again, to make this go full circle, the total opposite of complacency. Complacency is like gravity right? Like it's always pulling you back and it's a constant fight every single day. And it's the fastest road to mediocrity there is. And I would argue that mediocrity is arguably your biggest competition out there. It's not the restaurant down the road. It's you not being the best version of yourself. And I know that sounds a little cheesy and and whatever the case may be, but it's absolutely true.
0: Well, and you take it to a really personal place. Like I didn't, get into the restaurant industry to become an administrator or to become a professional marketer. But those are the things you do all day before the restaurant opens. And so the biggest asset I had, the biggest tool that I was able to use, and in the early days of my career, I saw it as just an unnecessary pain in the ass. But eventually it became the greatest tool that I used are those pre-shift meetings. To be able to step out of the office, step into that moment. And we used to do a gratitude practice where we started Everyone with everyone going around the room talking about one thing they're grateful for. They couldn't repeat the same thing two days in a row. And we were trying to focus on that. And you, then, you only did that the week of Thanksgiving,
1: though, yeah. right? Thank <laughs> right? Every day, baby. <laughs> and then
0: I also shared with them what I was working on. Not because I knew these things were going to work, but because I wanted them to know that I was working for them. So when I sit in that office, I'm not avoiding the customer interactions or or helping with the dishes or I'm working on things. These are the things I'm working on that will hopefully make our lives better and being super transparent, being super grateful and really working to let them know that I'm as excited to be here as they should be and as the patrons hopefully will be. It made all of the difference. It was that great opportunity to reset and clear out any symptom of complacency. And
1: I think the transparency there is key because a lot of times as leaders and owners, we think, okay, I know my focus. I know what I'm doing. And it's in your head. And you feel like because you've spent so much time focusing on it, like everybody else sees it. They don't though. You know what I mean? So how do you make sure they know, like, what am I working on to make your life, your job, your experience better?
2: Yeah. It's funny what people think the upper management does behind closed doors. Their rumor mill runs rampant. So that open book style management is, I think, hugely advantageous. And and Josh, you'd be surprised, man, like how many restaurants don't do a pre-shift?
0: I didn't do a pre-shift.
2: I didn't do a pre-shift for a decade. It's like the most valuable time. So I worked at a restaurant. Where we do family meal, right? And that was very common in the fine dining realm, not so much in like the middle section. But it was nice because we had front and back of the house sit down together and break bread. I mean, it was incredibly beneficial, right? Because what kind of rift is there between front and back of the house? But now they're eating a great meal that the chef prepared. So the front of the house has to say thank you. and. We found out that people got along better that way and gave us an opportunity to engage with the staff and do all those things that you were talking about. It's really wonderful stuff.
3: To go full circle, it goes back to the enthusiasm, the anti-complacency. You're going to know that the chicken is amazing tonight because you just had it for your meal. And can you cut up five different dishes so that everyone gets to taste a little bit of everything?
0: If you want to hear previous episodes or check out our other content, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash marketing school. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a review. I'm Josh Kopel, and you've been listening to Restaurant Marketing School.